0: What's going on everyone? Welcome in to another episode of Expected Bets 4 presented by the Odds Breakers. On today's episode we're breaking down the slate for November 16th. Should be a good one. We got the NHL Global Series starting up and as well as a few other key matchups that we'll talk about. Before we get into that let's bring in the rest of the crew. Franco how we doing?
1: Doing great man. I'm excited. Turn it turn around a little bit in the NHL and yeah these, these next two days feel like uh some good good matchups we got coming up, so pretty excited.
0: Yeah, for sure, Betsy, How about you? Yeah, I agree. I had a I had a really
1: nice night last
2: night. And, yeah, you did. Yeah, And this weekend wasn't too bad. It seems like more and more of the things that are expected to happen are starting to happen. <laughs> Where I felt like in this first like couple of weeks, it was like you're getting fifty percent of it. It felt kind of like All Star Break time period, like around January when it's like some guys are doing things. On everybody, everybody. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. October is always a little bit of a uh, up and down swing with guys kind of coming out of nowhere and your major stars not really performing or hitting, even coming close yeah. to their shots on goal numbers.
2: Well, and then some of them will just blow past it. So yeah, it seems like people have like big games rather than consistent games. So you feel like you just like left coin on the table all the time. So it makes you like get greedier with everything, I think. And looking back, it's like you should just hammer overs for, like, every game. And I think they hit at like, a 60% rate early into the season. And now it's going to slow down, which means there's going to be more shots. There will be less blowouts. It'll
0: be good. Yeah, it's crazy, too. I'm looking at the over-under trends of the season. Um, I mean, it's 110 to 113, so pretty much 50-50 already with just how close – these uh, totals are set at, which is insane to think about that the bookmakers are that good at uh wow, I actually, those lines. I actually
2: figured it was higher on the overs because I, I I count them every once in a while, and I felt like every day I was looking at them. Of course, I'm probably looking at them on days where there's a lot of big scores.
1: So
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got you got to factor in that there's always going to be those high ones where there's seven set, and if it doesn't get if it pushes and stuff like that, and yeah. It's, it makes it weird. It's not like yeah. a couple of years ago where everything was set at five and a half and then they would move to six. Those days are those days are over. As long as
2: gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all
1: right,
2: how about uh, Nathan, Nathan yeah. McKinnon over 4.5 shots on goal for, like, plus money.
1: Yeah, those days yeah. are long
0: gone. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Uh, all right, let's get into the first game here. We got Detroit versus Ottawa, which is game one of the NHL global series. Uh, we got four games kind of across the next few days taking place in Sweden. So be sure to, uh, target all of your, uh, Swedish descent players in yeah. those ones. Obviously, Nylander not born, um, in Sweden, but does have Swedish heritage and plays for their, played for their world junior team. So he'll be a popular anytime goal scorer, point, shots on goal, you name it. It's going to be uh, Nylander heavy, I'm sure, on uh, Friday and Sunday when Toronto plays over there. But the first game tomorrow, we have Detroit and Ottawa it starts at 2 p.m. So a little afternoon hockey, which is nice. Detroit, uh, plus 100 in that matchup, Ottawa minus 120, over under set at six and a half here. These teams did play er- earlier this season where Detroit won five to two, but um. Yeah, it should be a good first game, I guess. I mean, Ottawa's really struggled to start this season. Um, Detroit's kind of found their groove here, sitting in third or I think third in the Atlantic. Um, But I'll start with you here, Franco. Any looks in this game?
1: Well, the Swedish descent guy to target here is Raymond. Um, I don't love it just based on what he's done so far this season, and really – I feel like he's, he's been kind of a disappointment at least to start, right? He, he had a little yeah. bit of something going his rookie year, and now it's like you're not really sure what you're getting out of him. Um, hopefully it turns around, though. I mean, I, th- I think the talent's still there. So um you would assume he's got a ton of family there, friends, family, all that fun stuff. So I would assume his point prop, if it's even bettable, is going to be – or available, should I say, should be probably plus money or even money typically. So, another thing I'm kind of considering too is I know that, um, like a lot of these players aren't necessarily Swedish born, but like a lot of these European born players are probably going to have friends and family there as well. So, I mean, we can target guys like Stutzla and, you know, Mo Sider even for that, for that matter. I mean, how many times are, relatives from Germany come into the U S to watch their games. So I, I tend to kind of pivot towards a little bit more of the talent as opposed to the matchup. I, I probably will sprinkle, um, Raymond, but I, I tend to lean more towards the, the more talented guys and Stutz has been so damn good this year. Um, cider had, I believe two points in that, that game earlier this year when they Detroit scored five goals. So, um, I like to look at the, those angles more than anything, I think, in this matchup. Um, feels like an over on the surface. I don't really want to pick a side. Both these teams are kind of struggling overall, I would say. What, like two wins each of them for the la- in the, each yeah. of their lives? Yeah, five, so. back and forth. Yeah, it's like, I, and it's not like it's in Ottawa where they're going to get like revenge for that previous matchup. So I don't know. I, I don't really want to pick a side. I would just lean, probably lean goals. Um, I really just want to see how these games play out. I know these guys have been there for a few days now at this point, so there shouldn't be too much of a weird like jet lag or um any kind of weird stuff with, with the time changes, I would hope. But hopefully we don't see like that sluggish start where that first period is just like back and forth with no real chances and kind of like low event hockey. I, I hope this is just gonna be these games are all gonna be fun, exciting games and they gonna. These guys are gonna show up and and show out and want to you know. Prove prove themselves um, overseas.
0: Yeah, I mean the last time these teams played was November 11th, so they've had they've ha- been over there for a few days at least, so they should be pretty acclimated to the uh, time time zone change. But uh, Betsky, any looks for you in this one?
2: Yeah one one thing I I remember this last season too with the Euro games. Are they on European ice, which is much wider? So I, be, a... I believe they would be great. Um... <clears> um... <coughs> last season, until the game, started. and it's like, oh, great, they're on Euro Euro ice. Yeah, which seemed to affect the Nashville San Jose series more than it did the Colorado Columbus one, which was when both I think the Sharks Nashville were in Check Czech yeah because heard mm-hmm. all right. And then the other one was in Finland because of Lane. Um that, that always tends to be a concern for me too, especially for higher scoring games. Um, and a little bit on your shot. So it's just something to kind of think about. I I don't know which way I I would take this. I like looking at the other Euros as well. I I like the call quite a bit. I'd probably not do the over here until we have a better understanding of what size ice it's going to be on.
0: Um, the other Maybe like game two of these teams, like when they're there, not the first game they play, but like maybe like the second matchup.
2: That's kind of, that's kind of how I'm going to approach it or even wait till the Friday game. Um, Another one that I would circle as far as a maybe do not touch, though, is Cat because Ottawa shut him down in the game in Ottawa. I don't think he even got a shot off, and everybody was kind of doing this big revenge narrative with him. I know it was a away game, and he's better at home. This is not really in a way or home, so who knows? I could be totally wrong here, but I'm not touching him because not only did they shut him down, Detroit – killed Ottawa that game and frustrated them all day. Um and if they go back to spending the whole game just trying to punish the it could be a similar situation and you know, Detroit will be happy with the win if if Ottawa's too distracted pushing him around all game again. So, uh Larkin's been kind of hit or miss lately as well. He would normally be somebody I'd like to target. Ottawa's been good against shots. It's going to be kind of a game where I'm probably going to try to find some uh, more like hidden gem type props. Maybe a, a chicken point again or or maybe even look at baby Detroit power play for getting back on board. They They've been struggling a little bit lately after being red hot though.
0: Yeah. Detroit obviously hasn't scored a power play goal in their last 3 games there, but they did score or convert 3-5 uh last time these teams played. So, could yeah. be worth a look. Maybe it's kind of their time to get off this night it seems like. It, but
2: totally, totally. Um, but overall, I think first Euro game of the weekend, this may be the one I just kind of sit back and enjoy rather than stressing out
1: uh <laughs> shots yeah, and I mean you can you can grab something live too if you're watching it and you see that it looks open yeah. and looks yeah. like exciting, then grab a grab a live over. I I think that's probably the better route than trying to grab any kind of total or anything like that pregame for sure. And one more note on the DeBrinket thing, like I I don't think that he necessarily feels like any kind of way towards Ottawa, whereas they feel a way towards him. So like typically yeah. like when you want a better revenge angle, it's like you traded me you didn't feel like i was good enough that type of thing like i don't think he wanted to be there so like i don't i don't think he gives a shit to be honest <laughs> you know what no. I mean? like he's just like yeah this is just another team and they probably are like i hate this guy so yeah yeah i, I don't think it's like your typical revenge narrative um in in that scenario so i i, I agree with you there
0: yeah um next game up on the slate here we have Arizona at Columbus. Columbus is a home dog in this minus 105 on the money line. Arizona minus 115 over under set at six and a half here. Juice to the over. Columbus is on a skid right now, losing their last six games here. Um but during that span, the over is five and one here, so that's possibly a look. Um will throw it to you first in this game here. What is your thoughts on your coyotes? Uh, matching up against the Blue Jackets in this one. Do you think they stay, uh, I mean, they've kind of been back and forth. It seems like it's not like they've really been on a tear of finding consistent wins, but Columbus is struggling right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me really think that it's going to be a Columbus out the gate type game. Uh, I know Fantilli was in the interview talking about how much he hates losing. They got some, they got some issues. Uh, came out the gates looking half halfway decent, kind of like yeah. the way Coyotes did, kind of going up and down, playing a much harder, you know, two to three type games, three to four games, rather than big blowouts. And they just can't seem to keep it together right now. Um I I would lean Columbus here, though, especially as home dogs. I kind of like that look. Um Arizona came off a overtime loss to Dallas. They were able to kind of keep up with them uh they had a big win against Nashville, so it's not like this has been a total disaster of a road trip and they just need a win um i I'd like to see jenner get back on track here. I think shots are going up against Arizona again. I noticed that that they were pretty decent about suppressing shots or much better than they were last year, but old habits die hard and and I think they've been allowing like 35 plus the past couple games. So um, I, I want to grab a motivated fan Tilly, too. He's been fantastic lately as far as the shots on goal department. And he's like one of those guys kind of like McTavish where you can get really nice value on it still and kind of in the plus money area. Uh, those are two that just kind of pop out in my head right now. Caller's heating up again after being kind of slumping a little bit. So that's a nice shots on goal parlay piece. And then, I mean, Machali's missed a point in, I think, three games now. So it kind of makes me want to jump right back on that wagon because I can't imagine he's going to go that long without a point.
0: Yeah. it's um. I mean, the shots on goal is certainly going to be – you can argue for both sides in this matchup. It seems like Columbus has given up 40 their past two games, and Arizona's given up 36 and 42. So both sides only... are going to be –
2: the only problem I have with the Arizona side is the lack of options right now, because you got Kraus, Cooley, Schmaltz that generally hang at 1.5. Hayton's really been not consistent again. Uh, so really your only option after that, unless you want parlay pieces, is Keller, but. Jersey. Jersey, I, yeah, but I think he's usually he's set like at on, 1.5 on 2, Yeah. Yeah. So again, I mean, you got plenty of parlay pieces that may be even a great, like, fan duel same game parlay. Just grab them at two and maybe, maybe take someone like Jersey up to three because Columbus allow the
0: third most shots to defensemen. Yeah. Uh, Franco, any looks for you in this one?
1: Not much for me here. I just like Columbus doesn't excite me with the way they're playing. And kind of like you said, it's, it's the other guys. It's not. Goudreau and Jenner that are producing its, um, you know, Tessier scored the other day. I I think, um, they, Marchenko got hurt, right? Is he, he's, is he good though? Like I I know he left that game. I I don't know if he came back. Um, but I know he scored as well the other day. So that's something to consider as well. I, I guess he did. His, his ice time looks all right. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, like, the, the big guys that are supposed to be producing on this Columbus team are just not doing it. So when's that going to change? And, you know, when it's Fantilli that's the one speaking up and not Goudreau or Jenner to the media, it's kind of like a problem. Um, I saw they cut Emil Benstrom today as well. So Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would assume he's, he's probably going to land somewhere else unless – I don't know what his contract situation is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of turmoil with this team, like internally in the locker room. I, I mean, I, it started with with the Babcock thing, and I, I don't think that it ever kind of repaired itself. And you have these young guys that have some talent and, and maybe they're trying to make a push for leadership roles on this team. And then you have the veterans that – I don't see much leadership coming from them and it's kind of disappointing to be honest, like a guy like Goudreau and Jenner would be leading this team and they're yeah. doing nothing. I mean, Goudreau is average, like one shot a game is last like three or four games. That's uh, not the player that I remember a few years back. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I get, I get your angle though, as far as maybe leading them to, to win this game, they're due for a win, I guess, but I, I can't back them and, if anything, I'm looking at like a Keller assist or something like that because he has a pretty good history against them and he's just been awesome. So that's probably the only thing I would really grab here.
2: I was hoping the uh, Columbus penalty kill was worse than it is, but it's shockingly third best right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. See, <Yeah>. it, <laughs> it makes sense.
0: <laughs> Um, all right, next game up, we have New Jersey at Pittsburgh. New Jersey, uh, road dog here, plus 125, I believe, on the money line. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 150, over under, set at 6.5 here, juicy over. Pit- Pittsburgh's on a little bit of a streak right now. They've won five yeah. straight after kind of an up-and-down start to the season. We talked about it. We wondered when this team would kind of really get going and find their groove, and it seems they have. Um some pretty impressive wins during that span, obviously over the Kings is one, but outside of that too, I mean, you look at it and you're like, all right, five wins in a row here, but they beat Columbus, who's struggling. They beat Buffalo, who hasn't really shown anything this year. Anaheim, it's just a good win. Anaheim's been pretty decent. And then San Jose. So pretty relatively easy stretch for them. You know, like they should have. They kind of did what they needed to do during that five game span of picking up wins and moving themselves into contention. Now with the Metro New Jersey, on the other hand, they look bad. After Hughes is out now, they've lost three straight. He is still out too. Yeah, this team just looks lost without him. Um, so I feel like Pitt should be minus one forty eight, minus one fifty is kind of a steal for Pittsburgh. I feel like in this game, but it feels like a trap. It feels mm. like one of those games where you're looking at Pittsburgh money line, Pittsburgh in regulation. You're like, oh, it's plus money. It should be a free win. And then New Jersey somehow puts together performance. So I'm curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are on this. I'll start with you, Franco.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are two teams that hate each other. It's a big rivalry. So th- there's always that angle of you never know what's really going to happen here that the Devils could get up for it and stuff like that. But I mean, you're talking about your two best centers that you're losing. So not only are you missing Hughes's like ability to create and enter the zone and, and get that offense going, especially on the power play. You're also missing. He sure has been just incredible defensively. So it's just, it really hurts when you get gutted down the, down the middle of the ice and that they're, they're defensive game has been awful this year. they were a good solid defensive team last year. And I know um you know the the blue lines changed a little bit, but I it seems like every game they're giving up four to five goals every single game. So they need to score five or six to win. And I just don't see that from this offense with without that creativity of Hughes. Um I don't know. I, I, I told you before when we we're talking about this matchup, um, that I've found myself watching a few of these games the last few nights and it just, the offense just doesn't look right. And there seem to be only scoring on power play opportunities. And that's making these scores look better than what they actually are. Um, I mean, I, I was on the over in that Washington game and I got four goals out of Washington. I'm like, <laughs> this is, this is going to sail over, right? Yeah. And, New Jersey can't get anything going. Like the entire game, I know they finished with two, but like they didn't score those two until like the ten minute mark of the third period. I mean that that second period, there's nothing going, man. I mean, so it's it just doesn't look good right now for this team. So I, I would definitely lean Pittsburgh. Um, definitely lean Pittsburgh props. Um, Crosby's been awesome. Yeah, goals in his last three. I, I know he <laughs> had a hattie, but. Um, yeah, any pretty much any Pittsburgh prop on the top, top two lines, they they all look good. They all have great history against New Jersey. Um, Brian Russ surprisingly is the best 16 points in 14 games played. So, wow, usually bettable. That's the last three years. He's usually bettable. Um, yeah, anywhere from like minus 120 to minus 140, like worst case, he's always better at home. So, I like that look a lot because you're never going to get Crosby at a better price. You can maybe do like his over, um, one and a half points or something like that,
2: which he doesn't hit often. He doesn't yeah. hit. I, I was, I took him last night because he has such great history against Columbus, but this isn't some, I think yesterday was only his third time all season, it, which is always shocking to me. McKinnon's kind of like that too, a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're almost better like with a guy like Crosby, just like be- splitting a unit between his goal and his, his prop. And you're going to come out on top because both are going to be plus money. Um, in, both are, most one will hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least one would hit. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he has 16 points in 16 games against them. But, again, that's just a point per game. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I definitely would lean, would lean that way. And Meyer actually has been surprisingly a lot better recently as well for the Devils. So, if I'm going to go – that angle there, if I want to do something on New Jersey's side, he has three goals in his last three, um, six points in five games against Pittsburgh last uh, three years, so not a bad uh, pivot if you if you do think New Jersey has a bounce back here.
0: Yeah, uh, Betsy, any looks for you?
2: Yeah, you, you nailed quite a bit of them, one that stood out for me too, though, was uh, Gensel shots. Uh, Jersey are allowing the fourth most of the left wings. He's always better at home. Rust is too, but Jersey's a little bit tougher on right wingers. Um, he's like one of those guys that really pops off and you know you're going to hit <laughs> when when he gets rolling in the game or you know it's not going to happen pretty pretty early in. Um, so, I don't know. He's, he's the one that I have circled here. Riley Smith's been really good for for the Penguins too. So if you can get his point prop at a good value still, it kind of reminds me of the William Carlson of the point props of the season where, gosh, he's hitting in almost every single game, and he's still minus 115 to plus 120. Yeah, yeah I can't I, believe I that
1: price on him, to be honest with you. What was that? I can't believe that price on him. Like, it's always even money or plus 110. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I like the, uh, yeah, I had the left wing circled as well, but um, I think New Jersey power, points, uh, power play points is probably the only angle you're looking for them here in this one. I mean, yeah. 2 for 5, 0 oh for 4, and then 2 for 6. That's the only way they're generating offense, like Franco said. So I don't hate that look. Maybe you're looking at like a Meyer um, or Hamilton on that one as well. Both have been hitting at a decent rate as of late, it feels like. So, so maybe some value there.
2: Pitt- Pittsburgh does have a top 10
0: penalty kill in the town yeah, that's right now, the...
2: but that yeah, people, oh, sure. if you're only scoring on the power play, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Pittsburgh doesn't take a lot of penalties either, so no. that's a tough one. There um, could be
1: penalties because this is going to be – you would expect this to be a chippy
0: game, though, between these two yeah. teams,
1: so <laughs> You could see that.
0: I agree. Um, next game up on the slate here. We have Vancouver at Calgary. Calgary minus one twenty-five of the money line. Vancouver plus one of five over under at six and a half here, minus one twenty to the over. Um, Vancouver's been on a tear, winning eight of mm-hmm. the last ten. They look so good. Calgary finally kind of got off the schneid. It seems like they're on that losing streak for a while. They've won three of their last five here in yeah. terms of plays here. I think this is gonna be one of the better games on the slate. Um it's going to be tough to pick a side in this one, but I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. My only really angles in this one are going to be Calgary. Shots on goal targets. Vancouver gives up the six most to left wingers and eleventh most to centers. So that's going to be kind of where I'd look in this one, but I'll start with you here, Betsky. Any looks in this game?
2: That's another back-to-back game where I'm going to point my flag and say, I want to see how Vancouver looks tonight against the Islanders. Uh yeah. I just checked Demco is likely to start tonight. So this may be a good spot for an over, but I've gotten burned by Calgary. No, nope, no pun intended. Uh, the past couple games with going for overs because they've been getting solid goaltending. Um, De Smith has been good. Yeah. Well, no, that's for Vancouver, for Vancouver. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Who, that would be likely your starter
1: tomorrow if it is. Demko.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. been good enough, but who's, who's been starting
1: for Calgary? Uh, Markstrom started last night,
2: but okay, um, he did. Wolf I didn't
1: know if Wolf did or not. Where's I think Ladar?
2: it was
1: I think it was Vladar, Wolf, Markstrom the last three. Okay. Nights. Yeah. <laughs> Just... yeah um,
2: another angle that I've I've been kind of taking all season is Pettersson points over over one point five points when he's on the road because he's a lot more productive there. Um. Again, I'm going to kind of see uh, who, how, how Vancouver looked tonight. Uh, I almost want to say a Calgary money line would look really nice. <laughs> don't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's crazy, but uh, I don't know. Uh, they seem a little bit like they're figuring things out, like they've adjusted to new coaching, that they're kind of getting things we're under control. Um, and I know some of the top defenders are in trade rumors right now, but who knows if that's actually real or not. Um, the other thing that's been a cash cow is Vancouver power play points. So One night I took Hughes, Miller, and Pedersen, and they all got it on the first goal of the game. So <laughs> it's not the worst place to kind of – find some extra value, but Calgary's got a great penalty kill as well. They're fourth best. So this is like one of those weird mismatch ones where you really want to jump on it. And it may, it may be best to restrain yourself a little bit, unless you got some sneaky props over there, Franco.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems like you have to go Vancouver angles as far as point props and stuff like that. Um, the one that stuck out for me is JT Miller. He's, been kind of heating up recently. Um, two goals, three assists in his last three games, which is even better than Patterson's um, recent recent form. Against them, historically, two 13 assists in 17 games played. I know his point prop isn't going to be bettable, but maybe go for that assist angle there. Um, Bester also has a pretty good history against them as well. So I, I kind of lean those guys over your typical the Patterson line that's been awesome as well. I mean, It feels like you can't really go wrong with this team. No, bowling. So, um, the one thing, one thing I want to consider with Vancouver though is they are due for regression, and everybody keeps saying it. I've seen a few people posting about it, but their um, expected goals numbers and then their actual goals is just like insane. The difference between them, so. Um, expected goals for is, uh, 26.7, but they have 39 scored. So at some point that shooting percentage is going to come down. I know they've been awesome and I don't think that it's going to come down super drastically or anything like that, but just something to consider. We saw it a couple games ago against Toronto where they just really couldn't get anything going. Only two goals scored. I know they just bounced right back and scored five against Montreal the next game. So it kind of, you know, makes my point look silly. But they they seem like they're scoring five or six goals every game. And I think at some point that's not going to be what the reality is. At least that's what the numbers are saying. So keep riding while we're riding it and let's have some some fun. But maybe Calgary is starting to figure it out in the defensive zone. They have gotten better since Anderson's gotten back, so that helps them a little bit as well. Um, I know they were hurting without him, so... I don't know. I, I lean Vancouver. I probably lean the over, despite what I'm saying about the <laughs> regression for, for Vancouver. So, I, I just... I feel like Vancouver's an over team, and especially if we're going to be getting to Smith. Um, even though he's been good, I, I still I still would rather have Demco if I'm going to be betting an under. So, yeah. Um, yeah, probably probably main thing would be that Miller prop. That that's probably where I'm going to end up. Miller assists. So yeah.
2: so so let's say Vancouver wins the night two to one. Do you do over in Calgary over. tomorrow? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I don't know. I mean, does does the the Horvat you know, return game tonight like play any emotional role on the players on Vancouver? Like they these guys are all the same. It's all the same guys. The last like yeah. You know, obviously there's some minor changes, but the majority of this team is still the same guys that played with Horvat for all those years. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how this game goes tonight. I, I think it's going to be an interesting one, but need to maybe that does wear on them tomorrow, and we see a dud out
0: of them. At what point do you stop betting Horonic assist?
1: That's the other Nine. thing, too. I mean, he's been money, right?
0: <laughs> he's hitting his last ten, and it's still plus money.
2: It's insane. I feel like it the books are doing what we do when you are like, I'm just gonna keep writing it until it until it fails. But they're like, I guess just keep on giving it a plus money because at one day <laughs> as more and more people know it's at some point they're gonna have to miss, so let's keep the bait. But they're they keep on getting hosed by it. Uh I I'm I'm off of him tonight. let will see if it's the right decision or not.
0: Yeah, plus one twenty four right now, which is insane. You Good. Just, I won't. I it. won't grab
1: it tonight. I have yet to bet him this year. I don't know why. Oh, really?
0: I'm like, you're the, I'm, the,
1: I'm the idiot that keeps saying it's it, tonight's the night. I, I don't want to hop on because if I hop on, it's going to lose. So I won't hop on tonight since you're saying you're not betting it. There, there's no way in hell that I'm going to kill the streak tonight. So it'll probably hit, it tonight <laughs> and then it will fail tomorrow when I hit, hit it. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, all right, last game that we'll talk about on the slate tomorrow. We have Florida at the Kings here. The Kings are uh home favorites in this one, minus one thirty-five, Florida plus one fifteen. LA's on third their third game of a four-game homestand. Uh Florida's on their second game of a four-game West Coast road trip. Florida obviously Red Hot winning five straight. The Kings have only won one game at home. What? And they're undefeated on the road.
1: <laughs> they're like the devils of last year
0: almost. Yeah. Were like- I wanted to bring that up. That's insane. Because Florida at plus money feels like an. Just. Oh, yeah. The, the easiest play. But does wow. LA put together a performance tonight or tomorrow that. They kind of write the ship at home, but yeah, I, I was going through it today and I realized that I was like, huh, that's an interesting one for sure. But, um, Frank, I'll start with you here. Any looks in this one? Yeah.
1: I was just looking to see if there's any, like if one of them was going to be traveling after these games or anything like that, see if there's going to be any kind of weird spot there, but they're right in the middle of each of their trip, respective trips. So, um, I mean, I'll start with the obvious. Reinhardt again is just uh, like who the hell is this guy? This is do you, do you remember this guy in Buffalo? Because like I I don't remember him in Buffalo being this guy, right? Um, three Isn't goals, he five due a for a
0: contract. He was always uh, Reinhardt was always like Eichel's like Robin basically, but
2: <laughs>
0: it was never like. Not this. He, he showed flashes for sure, but he was never like given kind of the spotlight or the really the reins to just kind of.
1: But I feel like even here he's not like the spotlight guy. No, I mean, you got Kachuk, you got Barkov.
0: I mean, it's. But bad. you remember who they were playing get, playing under of uh, Kruger, who had the talented team of young speed and was like, you know what, we're going to play a trap in a defensive system. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, like it's not like they were encouraged to push the puck either. Yeah,
1: That's true. I mean, this Florida team just plays on another level sometimes. So, um, yeah, I mean, this guy is just – how can you not continue to back him? Um, and, and you're getting good prices on his goal prop. It's not like you're getting him at, like – Plus 115, plus 120, he's still been around, like, 150, 160, I think, most nights. So, I think you got to go back to him there. Um, Kachuk's been heating up as well, yeah. five assists in his last three games. I know you were on his two points the other day, right, Vetsky? So, yeah. I mean, this team is clicking on all cylinders, and it's everyone. It's not just one guy. For Hages has five points in three games. Barkov, three, uh, four points in three games. So it has been incredible. Evan Evan Rodriguez even, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's all the lines are rolling. Um, Take the value, whatever you can find. Uh, Oliver Eklund Larson has three points. (laughs) Vancouver was like, get this guy off our team. And he's revitalized. Right. I mean, it's pretty crazy to see that. So they have him playing it kind of what he was a few years ago. He's a point producing defenseman and, it's it's good to see. I mean, it, good to have him back, kind of. I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know you probably enjoyed him when he was on on the yachts a few years back, and
2: I mean, he was
1: incredible.
2: For he had a run over here that was
1: yeah, just was spectacular. Awesome. And I mean, on the other side, you got Kempe, who's been red hot for for L.A. So, I, I mean, I know the um, the Kings' home form is kind of worrying, I guess. Um, and Florida has been relatively stingy I guess so they're not giving up a ton of goals but again they their recent games haven't been against the toughest of teams San Jose Chicago Washington CBJ with Carolina sprinkled in there in the middle so I mean I guess I lean over here um love Reinhardt love Kempe will they ever offer us by field point props who knows <laughs> Um, he's been still super productive and still no point props offered. So they'll, they'll wait until the one game when he finally gives us a goose egg and that'll be the day that we get his bet to bet. So, um, that's where where I'm landing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, LA obviously coming off two losses to Pittsburgh and Philly, but it feels like a spot. It's really a get right spot for them coming off that loss to Philly. Um, and then Florida's coming off a win against San Jose, where they're actually trailing at one point, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I don't know, Betsky. What are your, your thoughts on this one?
2: You know, Fiala was one of those shots on goal props where I think he was like seventy percent at home, but this year it's not been the same. I know they haven't. I know the Kings have been on the road a lot though, so that may be one I'm going to kind of dig into more tomorrow. But something I have kind of circled when I see this matchup. But yeah, I mean, I know both teams are a little bit stingier on shots allowed, but I don't always think that matters if the, if both teams shoot a lot. So I will definitely be going right back to some of the wells here of Barkov or Higgy, maybe lean off to Chuck this time. Um, and then maybe Fiala and Kempe. I mean, that's a nice looking same game parlay without even looking at the charts or anything. Um, Nothing terribly sneaky yet. The part of this road trip that's going to get really interesting for, for Florida, and I know it's not our game tomorrow, but uh apparently Montour and Eckblad are going to be back for the Anaheim game.
1: Oh, really? Which I
2: know Anaheim's a different team now. But I just pulled up my slips from... Almost just over a year ago when I think every <laughs> single person on the Panthers had four shots on goal that was peddable or more. Uh, so that's the game I'm, I'm really going to be looking forward to because yes, Anaheim has been better. They aren't, they aren't the same team as they were last year, but they're starting yeah. to crack a little bit more. Zegris being out kind of. You know, just pushes the forward group around a little bit differently. It's not giving them the correct mixes and matches that you may want. And I, I think Florida is able to just kind of pounce on these types of teams. I really like that Florida money line look. I think I'll probably dabble in that. Kings are on a – they've been off for a while, right? And they've just came back from a big road
0: trip. That's always a recipe for disaster for me. Yeah. It's – I mean, Demko – or going back to the old – no, never mind – Ignore that. I was looking <laughs> through the uh, the Vesna odds right now, and Demko at plus five fifty. I just feel like it's not going to hold up through the season yeah. that he showed. What's um, Allmark at sixteen to one?
2: <sighs> Give me that. Him or
1: him or Aiden Hill. I mean, Aiden Hill's not getting any kind of respect in the market, and he's been pretty damn good. I yeah, long that stays, but.
0: I mean, that's yeah, great. I mean, even Swaven too. Swaven's twelve to one. It's a
2: game that starts, though.
0: <clears throat> Maybe
2: no. that's why he's replaced no. Allmark. If... Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, um, yeah, I would need to look into that. Um, I mean, would you do talk it for Jack Adams?
1: I'm still of the belief <laughs> that I think that Vancouver is not who we're seeing. I, I, am, I am a
2: little bit, too, but...
1: Sure. I mean, I, I think I was wrong about how bad their defense was going to be. I really thought it was going to be horrible. I thought they were going to be fine with, with scoring because their forward depth is great. But yeah, uh, the defense has been what surprised me the most, I think, with this team. So does does it hold up. I mean,
0: Tyler Myers is still back there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One of my all time favorite clips is him just <laughs> running into the boards by himself. <laughs> Never fails. Make me laugh. Um any other looks for Dombarrow. Obviously, I think St. Louis uh shots on goal is gonna be pretty self explanatory. Um you don't have San many Jose options, allows, yeah. That's a tough one too, of kind of picking that one out. Um maybe, maybe Tampa
2: Bay holder, shots maybe on goal. Hold your horses. You know which one I'm got circled? Brandon Hagel point. Look at his history against Chicago. He loves to just pull their pants down and spank them. (laughs) Just (laughs) dominates them. I mean, I would probably do a multi-point for him, especially after getting killed by the blues. There's a weird rivalry still between the lightning and Chicago. And I do think it's because those, I mean, the, the Stanley cup final appearance, obviously, um, I think there's a little bit of just kind of the trading between the two teams has kind of stirred the pot a little bit more too.
1: Uh, don't, if you're going to look, um, that way too, don't forget Corey Perry revenge as well in that game. Yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> can get anything. He scored, he scored last time, man. I was shocked. I was really like, well. yeah, I don't know if I want to do it. And he scored. I'm like, damn it. Should have done it. So he's on the
2: top power play.
1: Yeah. That's right. What, and, that's where, and that's where he scored. He scored a power play goal. So.
2: Bedard at, at home is not the same as Bedard away. Something to take note of. It's good enough. Yeah, um, I mean, the one, probably it's thing. probably because of all the like junk food in Chicago and all the just fatty foods. <laughs> he's like, eh, can't can't get a good meal around here.
1: <laughs> um, the one guy too for St. Louis that's been like surprising in what he's doing at least is Rob Thomas. Like, yeah. He's been scoring goals. Like, yeah, I, I know he's usually he's the guy that you're just like, you, you bet his assist and yep. you can't bet his point prop. And so I, I'll probably look at that um, that way. and yeah. like, I, I feel like that might be a good value bet because he's probably like plus 200 for a goal.
0: So. Yeah. A few back to backs as well tomorrow. Um, Islanders own one on no days rest. So that's another angle with Seattle trying to kind of find something there. Um yeah, but Seattle's coming back from
2: Edmonton. So they got across the border. Both I guess both teams have to cross the border. Yeah.
1: Well, and and again Islanders coming off the emotional Horvath game. I, I think Islanders might be live tonight like to win this game, which Me too. I don't I don't want to bet it at all, but it it feels like it could be that type of game. Yeah. And then then All go right.
2: party hard in Vancouver and know, go it's down it's to nice Seattle deal. and then just
1: fucking. Yeah.
0: The party capital of the world. That might a you know, nice little road trip for that.
1: You can't parlay games like that, right? Like, you can't bet Islanders Moneyline tonight and parlay it with Kraken Moneyline tomorrow, right? Can you do that?
0: Yeah, why not? As long as the odds are out.
1: I don't think they'll let you do it.
0: Let me check right now. Huh. I've never even con- trying to consider doing that of trying to place one tonight. I was
1: gonna do it on one the um like last week and it hit, and it would have hit and I was like,
0: yeah, you cannot. Yeah, you, it it's, so, you sorry, parlayed. unfortunately, your yeah. picks cannot be parlayed.
1: I'm, I'm gonna check on three six five. I bet.
0: The what way. if you do like an open parlay though? You know, like some I think offshore books offer that of like where you can you switch can ba- it. Yeah, you or you basically. It's a game to be named in the future. Uh, if you just pick one like tonight, and then tomorrow you can kind of put that game in. Hmm. That might work. Yeah.
1: I feel, I feel like there should be, like, good value on something like that. I just, again, I don't know if they're going to let you do it, but something to consider if you can find that, if you, if you believe in that type of scenario happening, of course. But might be a good way to get some good value.
0: Any other uh, looks for tomorrow? Obviously... Be be alert um, the next few days. We're going to have afternoon hockey, 2 p.m. Thursday, 2 p.m. Friday, and then 11 a.m. Saturday and 8 a.m. on Sunday. So Ooh, yeah, baby. nice and early for the Global Series. <laughs> great. <it>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, uh, 8 a.m.
2: Eastern, you mean?
0: Yeah. Eastern. Oh, I'll just be going to bed.
1: <laughs> well, you bet the game right before you go to sleep. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah,
0: as soon <laughs> as, as the, the props come out. At the point out, of the just...
2: night where my phone should not be able to be opened. Yes, <laughs> let's do
0: that. <laughs> as soon as the props come out, just bet Nylander for uh, points, anytime goal scorer and shots, and he can oh, just close sure. out of that. All It feels like. Um, all right, you guys want to shout out your socials one last time?
1: Frank of the Banker on Twitter.
2: Uh, Gretzky Betsky is on Twitter and part of the
0: Parlay Science Discord. Awesome. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Gator betting and at the oddsbreakers.com for weekly articles. We appreciate everyone for listening and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health
2: condition in the U S more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide.